This podcast is brought to you by Reach Innovations. For more info, go to reachinnovations.com. Welcome to The Conversation, where we talk about life, family, and ministry, and how we can apply what we learn to our everyday lives so we can be our best selves every day. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're back. And... Who are you? You know who I am. (laughs) I'm Zach, Becca, mom, and dad. I'm mom. We're... Do I have a name? What's up? Yeah, but you're only in. I mean, I, I, I feel disrespectful when I say your name. Same with dad. But. We did raise you guys to say last names, which that was a kind of a lost art now. Mm-hmm. But it's very needful. Yep. Mrs. Johnson. Yep. So we're back <laughs> um, and we're um, just doing our best to uh, be more consistent with this podcast because yes. we just love what God's doing in it. Yes. Um, so definitely be looking out for more episodes coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, and so, because we're launching into this new year with new expectation, with new vision, and we want to just share it. And yes, <laughs> yes, consistency is key. Well, it's also, we've, we've said for years, this is what obedience looks like, but this is what obedience sounds like. Because it's not easy, it's not always easy, it's not always convenient, mm-hmm. but we've got to carve that time out to be obedient. Because yeah. mm-hmm. God never said, okay, you're done with that. Right. But mm-hmm. yet our lives kept going and we're like, ah, we've got to sit down and do this. And mm-hmm. so um, we have to be obedient, not just in deed, but in word. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So um, some cool stuff to talk about today. Um, if you've been paying attention, today is February the 5th. It is Wednesday. and 2020. And last night, uh, something very monumental took place, which was the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. Address uh, that President. That was the last of President Trump's first term. Yep. So he got up and just shared what accomplishments have uh, been made in the following year. Um, and politics, I feel like, especially this Previously. last year, have really um, been interesting because we've seen things that we've never really ever seen to this degree before. Um, and so kind of what we wanted to talk about today was obviously people are going to have varying opinions. And that's something that we think is so neat about conversations with it's people. It, and what makes each of us unique is varying opinions and, and understanding and agreeing to disagree and all that other kind of stuff. Um, but really, something that we did see last night was uh, at the end of his speech, you know, Nancy Pelosi took his speech and tore it, you know, in half and everything. And basically was wondering, in the, in the terms of submitting to authority, mm-hmm. so you have a world leader, you have someone who has so much pressure on their shoulders, they're try- they, have, they have one singular vision for the entire country, they, they see what's going on and they're doing their best to make mm-hmm. it happen, and obviously it's never going to fully appease everyone, but, you know, whenever you're serving someone or submitting to someone that is in a leadership role... How do you balance out um, honoring and serving them while also trying to keep in mind that there are pressures on their shoulders that maybe we can't even fathom or fully understand? So how do you go about supporting them and honoring them, even if you don't necessarily agree with everything that they're doing? Well, I, I believe there's there's certain social graces. You know, being a, um, 
knowing like, well, kind of like how we started this, you know, we were talking about you're calling me mom versus by my first name because you were raised to respect, you know, a level of respect was, and what that sounded like was a, uh, an, uh, an elderly person, a person older than you, you would give them the title, mm-hmm. Mr. or Mrs. or aunt and uncle or, or teacher, you know, whatever their, their office was, mm-hmm. you respected that office. You didn't say, well, I, you got to earn my respect. You, you freely gave that respect because of the office they held. Now, unfortunately, there's been people who have misused the, uh, their, their office um, for their personal gain or their character did not equate to what the, respect, what the office you know, needed to be respected. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we, 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 we taught you guys to respect the office of that person. And then God would have the final say. And that's one reason why we need to, to vote as Christians, as, a, as free Americans. It's our responsibility because our, our failure to vote is it puts, puts wrong people in. And so when you say, well, I just don't want to be a part of it. Well, you are a part of it and you're, you're actually voting for the, the, the opponent Mm -hmm. when you don't vote. Mm -hmm. And so I know that's kind of a general broad kind of answer, but respecting the office that the person holds is, is, is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Well, you're right though, honey, because we're a government that's for the people and supposed to be by the people, which means that we have the responsibility to hire the, the righteous people that we want in government, and we have the responsibility to fire the unrighteous people that have an agenda uh, out of office. And so we've failed to do that in, in the House and in the Senate, you know, and so many of those guys have been in for so long. And I think whenever you've been in that leadership role for so long, power can begin to go to your head to where you think, you know, and, and it may very well be in, in Pelosi's mind that, you know, I was here before, President Trump, long before President Trump got here, and I'll be here long after. Um, well, I feel like the people in California have a responsibility to help her. Mm-hmm. You know, either either promote her on to something else, some other place in life, you know, or you know, and bring in, you know, people that yeah. are going to, you know, are going to be more righteous in the decisions that they make. Because that was a very poor decision. She made it personal, which I think is a huge thing that, that we make mistakes in. And whenever you don't agree with someone, mm-hmm. is making it personal, and it's and it it can't be. That's true. that's good. You know, you have to keep it on the subject at hand, mm-hmm. which I feel like, like Mike Pence, for instance, he did a great job, uh, even though she's tearing up the speech right next to him. And I don't know if he just maybe didn't even notice. I don't. He may not have even noticed what was happening. Yeah. But he just kept even with all of that bad because even before that bad, she talked angry. to him the entire time yeah you know there was but just obvious this this obvious i don't agree and and i don't think it's that she doesn't agree i think it's that she refuses to agree mm-hmm. she is on purpose you know not it's just a perspective perspective but sure you know people in the country are not dumb they see that and they see how childish it is mm-hmm. they see that you know it's no different than kaepernick not standing for the pl- 
you know, for the national anthem, which is, you know, this is your country. This is the mm -hmm. reason you were even able to play football is the free country that we live in. And, mm -hmm. and there's so much to this to unpack, but sure. Well, one, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just, but that key thing of not making it personal, mm -hmm. it, it will help you stay in a place of respect and undercover. Cause I, even if you don't agree, because mm -hmm. there were things that different leaders that we've served, uh, Nicole and I, that we didn't agree with. And when I went through John Bevere's series, he's got an excellent series on this called Undercover. Highly, highly recommend it. Because when you go through that, it shows you how to um, stay in, a, in an area of respect, um, but not bow to different differing principles. Mm -hmm. Preference is a different thing. I love what Joyce Meyer brought out that, you know, there's there's preferences. Mm -hmm. You like blue, I like, you know, brown or, you know, right. we have a difference in preference. But you know, but principle is I don't bend on these. You know, I, I am for the sanctity of life. I don't bend on um right. you know killing babies. There's never a good reason um uh, to kill a baby right. that, that I've heard yet. Yeah. But you know, so mm -hmm. No, well, yeah, one, well another thing that happened that I think we can equate it to this also, but you know, last week when when the tragedy of of Kobe Bryant um, happened, and it it was it was so sudden, so um, impactful that when we left the restaurant, I, I turned to, to to your dad, I turned to Phil, and I said, um, you know, the the interesting thing is my life hasn't changed. My life will stay the same, meaning I, I know I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. So it didn't really affect <laughs> his passing into eternity. Didn't affect my life. However, it impacted my life yeah. because it was an eternity situation <laughs> kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. and the difference between the, the effect versus the impact. And I'm, I'm not a word guru or, 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 but, but I just thought, Lord, you're, you're trying to show me and teach me something about this, but just like last night. So equate it to last night you know, mm -hmm. on the topic, what happened last night, it, it didn't affect me. I mean, I still woke up this morning. Right. I still took care of my dog, Oliver Bean. Um, it was sleeting outside. I mean, it didn't affect the weather. It didn't affect, you know, our interpersonal relationships. However, it did impact us because it, it impacted our nation mm -hmm. and it impacted, you know, so there's a part of that that, yeah. So what do we do with that? That when, when things come to us, it doesn't affect our daily walk, but it impacts us. So it should change something about us. Yeah. And this morning in prayer with, with, uh, my mother-in-law, Jane, we were going through the scriptures on peace and God had already put that on my our, our hearts before last night's event. But one thing that I ended with was um, Philippians, and we always pray the word. Mm -hmm. So we sit and we talk about the word. We, we scour the, the pages of the Bible, and, and we, we, we pray what the word says. And in Philippians chapter 4, starting with verse 6, it says, Do not worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses or passes every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
Now it tells us, you know, to, to what to do there, the peace of God and what the peace of God will do. But then verse eight, it just tells us how to live. It tells us what to do with this thing that has impacted mm-hmm. our nation as a whole. And it says, finally, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is any praise, dwell on these things. So think mm-hmm. on these things. Yeah. Do what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Yeah. <sighs> Mm-hmm. So, so there's an answer to what happened last night. What do we do with that? Mm-hmm. Well, there's an answer. Right. There's one answer, right? And, and, and something also to go along with that scripture that I think is important is, you know, it does say, you know, to think on whatever is pure, lovely, acceptable, and of a good report, uh, to dwell on those things. And I love how it doesn't say, think on what you think is pure, what you think is Right, lovely, it's not a personal what interpretation. You think is acceptable. Huh. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sets precedent for no... Um, this is the father, you know, because even Jesus said, why do you call me good? That was man's interpretation of what they saw was good. They see a man walking around healing people and they're like, oh, that's good. And then Jesus, you know, flips the script on him and is like, why do you call me good? Like, what about me makes me good? He's like, nothing is good except the father. No one is good except the father. And so when we think of things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are acceptable and have a good report, that's where I feel like many times our opinions can become a little too much to us is because it's what I think is right. It's what I think is good. It's what I think is acceptable. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm mixing up my interpretation of what I think God wants instead of what he actually does want. That's and good. that's where last night kind of what I was seeing was you, there's obviously a lot of differing opinions because that's how, that's how our government is set up. Our government is set up as, as, a, as a free speech um, and it's, and they're ready for differing opinions. You know, yeah. they're ready for that. They yeah. encourage that. The people that agree with this, they stand and clap. The people that don't, they sit, you know, and, and, and so on and so forth. But it has, I feel like certain people, especially in those leadership roles, and that's why we really need to lift them up in this area is for their thought life, because you see a bunch of people in those leadership roles mm-hmm. that are being led by, well, this is what I think is right. This is what I think is good. This is what I think is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see infant side becoming a problem today, which wasn't a problem 10 years ago, mm-hmm. as heavily as it is today, right. because the man's interpretation of what they think is good or acceptable has been convoluted over the fact of missing mm-hmm. the principle why. Yeah. Because you can get so lost in your own opinion that you lose sight of the principle as to why you do it. And so that's what I love about that scripture um, is not taking on, well, this is what I think is right, but always taking it back to word, to the word and being like, God, yeah. I think this is right, but what do you think is right? What do you think is good and acceptable? And we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll run yeah. with that. And really the word should become our final authority mm-hmm. on those things. Exactly. You know, we should be coming, always coming back to the word of God and finding out what, well, God, how do you interpret this? How do you feel about this? And, and not, you know, the Bible's not supposed to be up for private interpretation, you know, right. where, where we just come up with our own thoughts on it. But the enemy, he thrives in confusion and in gray. He wants to keep everything gray. He doesn't want there to be a black or a white. And and if you don't have a right or a wrong, then you don't have truth. Mm-hmm. There can't be truth. Because mm-hmm. in order for there to be truth, there has to be a right 
and there has to be a wrong. Mm. And the Bible clearly defines, you know, uh, things. And, and so it's our responsibility to get into the word and find out what it says. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. B, you got something churning over there? (laughs) Um, I just think it's so interesting. Um, watching politics today and being of an age now where we're understanding more what's going on and and just like you said in that I look at Pelosi and at the Democrats that were just sitting and not clapping for important you know important things that are good things Mm -hmm. um, that have happened in our nation like the economy being healthier um, and just like all these things that you would think I don't care what side you're on. Like, that's a good thing. Why are you clapping for it? Right. Um, but realizing that there is an enemy and there is a dark side. Yeah. Uh, and to be a little bit funny, I really think Star Wars is a simile to uh, a real. life a lot of times. For real. Because And it's just easy to understand that way. That's yeah, why yeah, I yeah. use it. Exactly. Um, just because it's like there are underlying things going on. But in the end, like Hannity said, and like, <laughs> I've also been saying it's like, just like in 2016, Americans are going to show up again. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there Mm -hmm. will be more than there were in 2016 because they're seeing the true colors and more blinders have been taking off, taken off of people Mm -hmm. through, through the process, even though it's hard. And yes, we want to just be like, everyone get along. We live in a world Mm -hmm. that has been cursed Mm -hmm. and those that are choosing, you know, to have those blinders off are walking in the truth, but not everyone is. And so not that I'm like, let's argue through it. No, but um, it's been interesting seeing how our president is walking this out. He didn't mention the impeachment once. Yeah. How he's walking it out with grace and how he has a huge backing of Christians. Yeah. Um, that are that see what's going on, mm-hmm. and I truly believe that even Americans that aren't Christian, but just see the black and white of, whoa, look at all this good that's happening in our country, and mm-hmm. we're keeping our firearms, and he's about to overturn and prayers back in school, prayers back in school, and Ooh, he's about to overturn um, late term abortion, and just all these good things, godly things, because it's life and not death. Right. You know, it's blessing right. and not cursing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets me excited because, um, I mean, we're definitely into politics. And I know it can become this game and this personal agenda thing and ego thing. Mm-hmm. But it's also cool seeing those that are rightly placed. Right. That mm-hmm. you can tell it's not an ego thing. Right. That they're genuinely there for our country. And it's those that I want to I want to back all of them in prayer. Yeah. But it's those that um, I get excited for. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like, in any area of work or ministry, um, I can you. It's easy to tell those that are graced and are called to be there, and those that are just filling a spot, mm-hmm. or they're just there for a short season. They're just making it's noise. not a good fit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and I love how God eventually drains the swamp. I mean, mm-hmm. He eventually like turns it around, and then then you have an amazing team, mm-hmm. you know, to work with, and so. It's cool being able to watch that process unfold. Most mm-hmm. definitely. Because, yeah, there's the petty things of her tearing up the right. <laughs> the speech or, right. or not getting a handshake from Trump and that type of petty stuff. Yeah. But really, it's um, the big picture mm-hmm. of righteousness yeah. and prosperity. And so I, I do believe and pray that people see it black and white like that. Yeah. Um, instead of getting caught up in the petty things. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so. and it's also important because, I mean, the term politics gets such a bad rep nowadays. Like, people don't even want to mention politics and everything. But I think because of just the perversion of how it's been utilized mm-hmm. um, that has caused people to not want to think about politics or even mention politics. And that's why I feel like there has been at times so much of a, of a, of a separation between, for lack of a better term, church and state. Uh, and, and the importance of the matter is um, politics are so, so important. I mean, I, I think it was a couple of weeks ago I had mentioned to somebody and just said the word politics and they just kind of looked and was like, oh, you know, mm. like ugh, politics. And I was well. also I yeah, I was on. Sorry, I was on Instagram oh, yesterday yeah, yeah. and I was going to post some more mm-hmm. like during the State of the Union, but I ended up um, deleting it. But just because I knew it would open up some conversations and I was kind of like, bring it, Instagram. Let's go. Let's talk. <laughs> but anyways, um, but I went to like the gifts or the, whatever you call them. Yeah. Just the area gifts. and I typed in Trump 2020. Oh, they're bad. Like there's not one that yeah. is like go Trump. Like they're all bad. And and it was like Insta hates Trump, but I like Trump. You know, and it's like there's a lot of people out there that do. Mm-hmm. And and they're being they're being influenced from these social medias. Mm-hmm. From, you know, uh Ukraine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but they're being influenced by the popular instead of diving into the actual grittiness of mm-hmm. the subject mm-hmm. right. at hand and so that's what gets me exciting is those that are going to dig in and actually learn about these topics and what's really going on yeah so, well so your mom and i we were we were invited to go to the capitol you know uh where they were celebrating or that you know it was all the ministers and the pastors that were coming to the capitol and i don't remember what it was for yeah we all went pastors at the pastor's day at the capitol okay yeah mm-hmm. that's right you guys yeah. Yeah, yeah. with us mm-hmm. and as as we were getting the tour through the Capitol, you know, and we were seeing the process and seeing how the, you know, how they vote on things and the whole thing, mm-hmm. in in my heart, I just sensed the fight, the battle, yeah. that mm-hmm. takes place on a daily basis yeah. between this opinion, this opinion, and that's what politics is. Uh, to me, that's that's a part of the reason that some people don't like to talk about it and don't want to be involved in it is because it's a fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love what Winston Churchill said. He said, you've got enemies? Good. That means you've stood up for something in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you stand for something, enemies come at you. Mm-hmm. It's the people that can be easily swayed that don't have a persecution, mm-hmm. you know, because they just flow with whatever is the least, you know, the most acceptable. You know, Bill mm-hmm. Clinton for years, he, he made his decisions. I saw this in a documentary. He made his decisions based on polls. So he would poll to find out what the most oh popular goodness. decision would oh be in this. And it wasn't until like what? the final three years of his presidency that or the final years where he began to make decisions from his heart instead of, you know, based on what was popular. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I sense that as we're walking through the Capitol, I just sense that that battle. I mean, you know, you can sense it in the spirit, just mm-hmm. that there's a, th- this is where the fight happens. And then I thought to myself, man, I wonder what it's like in DC because the battle is much more intense. And the reason it's more intense is because, uh, what happens in America mm-hmm. happens in the rest of the world. What happens here in the United States is, is how the rest of the world goes. Mm-hmm. 
because he's not just he's not just the leader of the United States, the president. He's the leader of the free world, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's so much that that mm-hmm. that other people are impacted, and so no wonder there is a huge fight going on yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. And so you know we have to be involved. We have to come to a place where where we believe what we are going to believe, you know, based on the word of God and then stand by it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, persecution is going to come when you stand by it, but, right. d- but don't purposely set out to, you know, <laughs> you know, you have to fight, you have to be as, as wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove mm-hmm. is what the Bible tells us to be. So the, so we're supposed to be, have a lot of flow and wisdom that we're not out picking fights but we stand up for what's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. The fight picker is the guy that gets mad because you cut him off and gets out of his car and smashes your window. I mean, that's a, that's a fight picker. But a person that, you know, is as gentle as a dove is a person that knows when to fight and, and how to respond yes. to, you know, persecution. And sometimes fighting just looks like standing still. Right. Yeah not giving up ground right. and saying this far, no farther. And then you, and then you start walking forward, you know, or not, not giving up your post like a, like a Gettysburg, yeah. um, that, that ridge that, that I forget the name of the ridge, but, right. where, yeah. but they, 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 they made they, their they, final hacksaw. Hacksaw. <laughs> No, <laughs> Yeah. That's where they fought Hacksaw in Gettysburg. Like Gettysburg. I don't think so. But yeah. <laughs> he, and that, that helped win the war. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if, if we all stand at our post and and stay in our lane, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and do... stand for righteousness, mm-hmm, right. quit dividing politics and what the Bible says. Yeah. Right. Quit. You know, I, we like to say around here, it's not a political issue. It's a biblical it's, issue. It's, yes, it is. And any issue can be talked about in church. Yeah. Because it all stems from Mm-hmm. God, the answer is in the Bible. It's mm-hmm. a biblical issue. And don't allow yourself to become fearful of the people that are bringing forth uh, the resistance in mm-hmm. the White House. Because ultimately, a country doesn't follow the advisors. The country follows the leader. They follow, you know, you have a king. He has his advisors, but he is the ultimate tone setter of his nation Mm -hmm. and i look at the nation of israel you know you had um you know these certain kings and and it says that and they were wicked and all the nation of israel forgot the lord and went to the high places and sacrificed and worshiped idols but then so and so king came along and did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and all yeah. of all Israel people, yeah. followed suit. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't say that there was a righteous king, but his advisors didn't like what he did, and so all the nation yeah. followed his advisors. Mm-hmm. No, it was all the nation of Israel followed the king. Yeah. And so the ultimate thing is our leadership, he really does kind of have the final word, regardless of if his laws are being passed. It's the tone of his leadership that he's setting for the nation, the way that mm-hmm. he composes himself, the way that he is fighting for prayer to go back in our schools. Mm-hmm. And no matter how big the resistance is against him, mm-hmm. people will begin to follow suit because they'll see as the blinders are taken off the righteousness that is being restored in our in our nation and the righteousness that is being brought back to it and as he's tearing down quote unquote the high places which could take the full 
which could take the form of abortions. Yeah. It could take the form of uh, sanctuary cities. It could take the form of, uh, you know, people coming in illegally and other things like that. Uh, what he's doing is he's doing his very best to reestablish not just America's name, but he's trying to bring righteousness back into America, which mm -hmm. is saying, hey, these laws are not just laws that we're trying to follow, mm -hmm. but these are principles that we're wanting to set for our children and our mm -hmm. children's children. Yeah. And as he yeah. pursues after righteousness, the nation will begin to follow suit from that. And righteousness is simply rightness. It's being right. There's a right way to do things. And so that's what that's what he's setting up. And that's why we need to be in connection, in contact with our representatives, with our senators. They are our voice. They represent us. Yeah. We can't be there in Washington, D.C. right now because we're here. You know, our life has us here. But our representatives are there on behalf of us. Yeah. So we we put them in office either with our vote or without our vote. <laughs> We put them in office. Mm -hmm. And so um, just be proactive and call your senators, call your congressmen, because they want to hear from you. And so that's important. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. I, I just keep coming back as you guys have been talking. I was thinking about that statement that this psychologist made that, that you know, I've heard, I've heard a lot of politicians use, they, they use this strategy um, he said, I, I've never ever seen, I've never seen something so absurd that if you say something often enough, people will begin to believe it. Mm. And so that has been played, you know, news, uh, has been used to try and instill yeah. this, that, that mm -hmm. if you say it often enough and you say it enough times that people will been, begin to believe it. And, and you may wonder sometimes how, how come, you know, this person can, can believe this lie. I mean, anybody can look at it and see this is not true. You know, whatever it is, whatever the subject is. Well, you know, oftentimes it's because somebody has repeated it enough that people have begun to believe it just because they've heard it. You know, you remember your times tables. You'd say it out loud. They'd do a little card, card you know, mm -hmm. and you say it enough times, you get it inside of you. Yeah. And, and that's fact. That's, you know, two plus two is four. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Well... You know, that's why we need to have the word of God being put into our heart, into our eyes, deep down into our heart, because it causes you to see the red flags when something doesn't line up and you see it, your spirit goes, that's not correct. Right. You know, this is the truth, you know, over here. So. And if you're listening to something and it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. You know what you heard, you know. Now, I understand a lack of knowledge. You, you you can get explanations for something, but if it still doesn't make sense, then it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so you go with what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. Yeah. It's good. The only thing that makes sense is that nothing makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you got you can oh, yeah. understand what people are saying and if they're talking in circles and you and it oh, just doesn't make about, sense. Okay. Because it didn't really make sense. That you said all of that. <laughs> that made no you're sense. You're talking about if you go and you're speaking to a representative and you want to know what they believe, if they're not able to respond and answer yeah. with a yeah. answer that makes sense, then it, they probably don't know what they stand if for. You ask a, if yeah. you ask a politician a question, you're wanting to find out where they stand on an issue, and you ask them a yes or no question, and they don't give you a yes or no answer, yeah. then you can rest assured, you know, it's a no. 
or that they're not I mean, sure what they believe. Looking for a on less, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, or they're they're willing to be swayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and oftentimes your mom and I will ask questions because we want to find out what the character is. I'll give you an example. So you know we talked to a judge recently, and so we asked them two questions: Are they constitutional judge? And secondly, how do you stand on on the, the sanctity, issue, of, sanctity life. of life? And the, and they said, well, I won't ever have a case on the sanctity of life. So that doesn't even, you know, that, well, that tells me right there, they're dodging the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so and this one guy we talked to, I, I asked, we, I asked him the matter. question, where do you, are you pro-life? That's a yes or no question. Well, he went into this long explanation and I was like, it's a yes or no mm-hmm. So you're not question. <laughs> it's not, Yeah. I mean, there's no gray. Now here's there. the thing. And then some people say, well, how can it you depends. ask that question? Because if you know, the character of the person, yeah, that will dictate how they're going to judge on other issues, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Well, this has been a great episode today, guys. <laughs> it's been solid. We're back. Yeah, yeah, we are. So, anyways, so expect an episode. We're looking at twice a month for now, mm-hmm. and then we may up it if our schedule allows. Uppity, uppity, uppity. Consistency. We're back. Yep. So, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Conversation. For more episodes, feel free to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search The Conversation. Thanks again for listening.